good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Cody Cup, Henny Cup gave me. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi, Weena, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. Hey, we discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you, knew, as you know, Chujunk, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You are right, Dega. This portion of the show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. That's Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Not only is that true, I always like to hear once a day that I'm right, so I appreciate that, Haley. Mm-hmm, I know. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> hey, we got Wendy, and Wendy. Wendy's checking in. Wendy, where are you at? Uh, I am here. I'm just incognito today, as <laughs> I had a, a day of leisure here, and uh, you know, I didn't have time to go to the makeup mirror and make myself pretty today. You're always pretty and happy. Oh. Yes, yes. Everybody knows that. Uh, but it, glad to have you on, and we're gonna. I guess we'll have a, a shortened version of our sacred animal section uh, coming up next, and uh, we'll also have Bob Blake from Red Lake, as you know, Haley and Wendy. I always like to yeah. say that. Love it, love Bob. <laughs> and he's from Bob Blake's from Red Lake, but it's Solar Bear with the Solar News, and we're gonna have him on for a while. But hey, Haley, there's some. Uh, Things going around Turtle Island and the area. You got some updates of what's happening uh, around? Yeah, I sure do. Well, I want to bring this one up right away. So this is a post here from one of our great sponsors, the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. We have an Indian boarding school survivor uh, healing circle in Minneapolis this evening, Tuesday, February 20th. Again, this will be going on from 6 to 9. So right after you're done listening to Native Roots Radio, I'll get over to All Nations Indian Church uh, out there in Minneapolis for the Indian Boarding School Survivor Healing Circle. Nice, nice. And then, uh, Wendy, uh, we were talking about, uh, and maybe Haley, you can help us too a little bit. We were talking about the the show, the the fashion show that Jaleesa and Wendy went to. Oh, Yeah. With the, the fashion designer, I think we were trying to remember her name yesterday. It was um, Amber Bucanaga. Yes. Yeah. yeah, she was in Fashion Week here in New York City and had, uh, you know, models model her latest fashions. And it was really something else uh, to see. And then, Rob, you know, we were saying yesterday that Robert and I went to see the play Between Two Knees. And it, it just seems that uh, that this wonderful thing of, you know, Native American awareness is shining through in all kind of all different aspects. So it's really fun to see that. Right. And I wonder, too, I feel like maybe a lot of the plays and, you know, we talk about kind of like hard subjects that are um, a lot of our elders that have gone through boarding schools. And, you know, it's just a good thing to put that history out there because, again, our history books in school didn't talk about these things mm-hmm. right and we we were brought up with these stories but I, uh, a lot of our our white allies and just people across the world don't really understand uh the erasure that has been going on for 500 years of uh, native americans and we always say we're still here and uh and we're such a small percentage of people here we need our our uh, allies as much as ever and so it's fun and also uh it was fun watching the play with all that knowledge because i think wendy i don't know do you believe i feel like they put in a lot of history they did in, put uh, a lot hours. of history yes they sure did uh wounded knee trailer to tears um i i can't uh, uh i can't think of off off the top of my head, I'd have to read it. But yeah, they went through like the whole history uh, in two hours. 
and it was really you know something else and they did it in a fun lighthearted way yeah that reminds me too i i don't know if you know this is coming up wendy i know haley and i have been talking about it but uh, there's a play coming in town from New Native Theater sponsoring it, and it's uh, called uh, Bear Grease, which is a takeoff from the from the famously movie Grease. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that one should be good. I'm excited to see that one. I think there's only six days that they're they're doing that performance. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, get out there. This sounds like there's going to be a lot going on. There's different nights that are going to be promoting certain things, like uh, there's going to be an auntie night, there's going to be a, a dress-up night. So they got some things tied in with the performance itself. So they're, what I like to say, they're breaking that fourth wall and uh, letting the audience join in on, on, in some aspects of this. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I can't wait for that as well. Uh, another thing I want to mention here before we go to break, we have NAC, Native American Community Clinic, one of our great sponsors with uh, Dr. Anthony Stately. They are doing something new uh, that I saw today. This is their wellness breakfast. Mm. Um, they're saying join us for a free healthy breakfast catered by Minneapolis American Indians Gatherings Cafe and discussion on health and, and wellness. Everyone is welcome. And this happens the fourth Thursday of every month from 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. And it happens, let's see, this will take place at the Many Rivers East Building out there on East Franklin Avenue, Minneapolis. Wow, that would be a fun one to, to go to maybe next week if they have yeah. it again. Because I'll be coming back to the cities here and then boogieing over to Madison for uh, the state of the Native Nations that will be at the Capitol on Thursday. And uh, we'll, I'll be doing the show for Madison again and uh, hightailing it back to the Twin Cities and making yeah. making Haley nervous to make sure my, uh, my headsets and record and everything works. Oh, well, <laughs> did, did you, did they put the signs up uh, for the Ho-Chunk, uh, what was it, the Ho-Chunk Code Talkers Memorial Highway? Is it no, that? They're, they're okayed it, and one of the things that they're working on now is what the verbiage of uh, the Ho-Chunk and the English version, and they're talk there's still a few things that have to be ironed out. I know the the state is allowed, allowing like 80 signs, but after that, it's pretty expensive to put... Uh, the whole chunk verbiage of what town it is and uh, and uh, what it is in Hoak. Uh, mm. uh, so the definitions of the, the cities and towns that they're going to be in. But sure. everywhere is Indian land and everywhere is uh, Ho-Chunk land. As we know from our from uh, the book Banish uh, Forever, you know, yeah. we're, we're here and, uh, you know, we've been here for 10,000 years and uh, we're looking for some recognition so people don't erase us here in Minnesota, too. Yeah. Well, since uh, we are on the topic of NAC uh, in the previous event there that I shared, I want to share that they are doing another full moon ceremony this week, uh, Friday, February 23rd at 6 p.m. at Little Earth Gym. Uh, you know, again, everyone is welcome. If you're going to show up, please wear a long skirt or a shawl. And it is a potluck, so please bring a dish to share if you are able and there will be feast bundles as well. Nice. Very nice. So, uh, Native American Community Clinic is just all over the community in a good way and uh, in a healthy way and, and bringing back a lot of traditions that maybe our young ones or people like me that were banished from our tribe uh, uh, don't know. So, hey, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake. Up next, we'll have Wendy checking in. I know she's got some uh, sacred animal stuff to talk about. Ooh. Yeah. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Oh, wow. When we heal from our traumas. When we face our fears. Let go of our addictions. When we relearn our values. When we live our teachings. Respecting our elders. Cherishing and honoring our children. When we honor and take care of our spirit. There, there will be, be no, no room, room left, left for sexual violence. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. 
Hey, if you're like a lot of people, you're probably relieved that the holiday celebrations are over. But there's one thing that might stay with us from the holidays besides all those gifts, and that's COVID-19. Numbers from COVID are going up as we spend more time inside. And Native Americans are seeing even bigger case spikes. With all the indoor celebrations over the holidays, you may have unknowingly been exposed to someone with COVID-19. That's why it's important to stay vigilant. If you notice any symptoms like a fever, a tickle in the throat, or heavy fatigue, take an at-home test. They're still free and can be ordered at sayyeshometest.org. If you do test positive, you're eligible for free treatment. And no health insurance is required. Visit health.state.mn.us to connect with providers and receive your treatment. Let's make 2024 the healthiest year ever, securing a brighter future for our Native community. The city of Minneapolis is now on Native Roots Radio with Minneapolis AIR. AIR stands for American Indian Relations. Guest host Christine McDonald talks to people about important things affecting the city's Native communities. Minneapolis AIR dives into topics like public safety, public health, elections, and so much more. Tune in to Minneapolis AIR on Native Roots Radio from 5 to 6 p.m. on the second Wednesday of every month, right here on AM 950. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by All My Relations Arts and their current gallery exhibit, Okizi, in partnership with the American Swedish Institute, running now until April 13th at 1414 East Franklin Avenue, Minneapolis. Yes, it is. And hey, uh, we got uh, Wendy here. I coerced her in doing another segment here in New York. And uh, Wendy... Uh, what do you got for us today? Uh, I know Wendy's been an animal advocate for many years, and uh, she's been bringing stuff to Native Ritz Radio and all over across Turtle Island for many years uh, about our relatives, our sacred animals. And uh, uh, Wendy, uh, take it away. Yeah. Hey, everybody. My name is Hanajihihani. That means cares for them. I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the local and state level. And it's always my pleasure to do that. So, Robert, you know, uh, when we have our phone on and we land in New York, New York kind of finds us on our phone, right? We get all these updates about Broadway shows and what's happening in New York City and what's going <laughs> on and that this and that. On my phone, I get that, but I also get what's going on in the shelter world here in, in New York. So I see a lot of, um, you know, dogs for, you know, up for adoption and to visit your local shelter here in New York. Um, and they're all full, like they're all full and they're all, they all have so many uh, dogs in it. Um, I talk about the Minneapolis care and control a lot in Minneapolis and they're always having uh, good events and they do sometimes waive adoption um, money so that the, you can get the dog at a really good price uh, because there are so many dogs. Uh, but this um, article that I have here, adopting a shelter dog did come from one of the shelters here in New York. And they have a lot of really good information about what's the first steps to do when you get your dog. All right. And this could, this, I would say, could also go for cats as well. So, you know, they say here they want you to head straight home. You, you know, you might want to be excited and go to the nearest pet store to pick up a lot of supplies. Or you might want to go down to the uh, dog park to show your new pup off. Uh, but they say the best thing to do is just go straight home and let both of you settle in. Um, it's really hard on the animal. The dog doesn't know what's going on, where they're going. They don't know who you are. They have to get to know you. So the best thing is to do is to go straight home. Don't even stop through the drive-thru and get a pup cup. Just go home. 
And then the second thing is that's really important is watch your dog closely. You want to close the do doors to the bedrooms and use baby gates to prevent your dog from having access to the whole house during the first week at home. This will help you figure out what your new dog already knows and what you both need to work on. Always use a leash outside, even if you have a fenced yard. A leash helps until you're sure your dogs won't escape. And I would just suggest like go around your fence and make sure there aren't any holes or spaces that they can um, get through. And honestly, I wish I knew this, Robert, when we adopted our three dogs, because we do have a fenced yard and I did go around and secure all the little spaces that they even, po you know, they possibly could have went through. Uh, but we did leave let them out without the leashes. And you know what they did? They went and they hide, they hid in the, the bushes <laughs> and we couldn't get them out. You know, they didn't know that we were their people. So we were out there calling the dogs and looking for them. And I was, and we had to like literally drag them out from under the bushes. So go out there and use the leash, even if your yard is fenced in. You know what else we found out? Yeah. That three dogs is a lot more than two. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, well, you're the one who said, well, you know, we had two dogs always. What's another one? What's the difference between two and three? And yeah. it was a lot. <laughs> it was there. a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number three, reward good behavior. Give your dog lots of praise, treats, or offer toys when your dog does good things, like sit quietly next to you, come, comes when they call when you call them, goes potty outside. Um, so dogs want to please their people. So when they're doing something good, you know, let them know it by, by rewarding that. And, you know, give it time. As much as you want to hit the ground running with your new pet, your dog needs time to decompress from a, sh a stressful shelter life. It takes some time for your new pup to get the hang of your home and to learn about, you know, your, you want to learn about your dog's likes and dislikes. And I also want to say this, I want to add this because um, I've had dogs practically my whole life. I mean, there's been times when I didn't have a dog, but you know, they get used to your routine. Like a lot of people will say like, well, I work odd hours or I like to sleep in the morning or, you know, I'm a night owl or, you know, any, you know, and then, you know, the dog won't fit into my life, but dogs will kind of just, I, at least the dogs I've known and the dogs that I've had, they kind of just do what you do. You know, I mean, Wanda, since I've retired, I'm telling you, she's really gotten into my routine. Like I like to stay up late and watch TV. <laughs> she stays up late with me and I like to sleep in, in the morning. So, you know, she knows like, okay, we're going to sleep in and we'll get up at 10 and then go out. So, you know, she just goes with the flow. Where's know? Wanda now? She's in the, well, she's in the studio here. I'm in the, <laughs> uh, the studio WC here in New York and she's on the floor we have a little rug here and she like um, bundled it all up. She jumbled it all up and she made a little bed for herself and she's sleeping right at my feet. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So the last thing they say here is do slow introductions. So if you have another dog, if you have another cat, if you have other animals in the house, take your time with your new dog and the other dogs or cats. You want to set everything up for success. So don't rush it and give them time. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that even goes for cats, you know, cats need time to decompress. Um, you know, it usually takes three days for them to decompress from the shelter. It takes three weeks for them to learn your routine and it takes up to three months to start to feel at home and secure. So wow. it takes remember, remember princess when, I know we've talked about her so many times on the radio, but it's such a cute little story. Yeah. She hid in my closet for literally Robert. Wasn't it like three months? I, I made a little bed oh in gosh. there. Wow. Yeah. So she was in the shelter the longest and I wanted her. Mm -hmm. And we took her home and she was just a very, very nervous cat. So 
she just found a little spot in the corner of my closet in our bedroom and she would just stay there really and she didn't come out um unless when we were gone she would come out we never saw her really she would mm -hmm. use the kitty litter we knew that uh, and she would eat food but you know i put a little bed in there but robert you would you would be playing with you know our other cats and the dogs outside in the living room and she used to like kind of you know walk around really slowly and like you know, look around the corner to see like what was happening, what's going on. And, you know, she saw, you know, how gentle you were and how nice you spoke to the animals. And little by little, you know, Robert kept enticing her and calling her and getting down on the floor um, and going, mm, you know, <laughs> you know, making the kitty cat sounds. And eventually she just, um, came up to you and you would pet her and you were went really slow with her. Um, and she really, you know, changed. Like she was a different cat from the, the time we met her and took her home from the shelter. Um, I mean, six months later, she was definitely a different cat. It was, it was like night and day, her personality. And another thing it's important to remember is that the, the personality that you see the dog with at the shelter isn't really their real personality. You know, they're right. stressed out. They're in a strange place. There's lots of noises. There's a lot of barking going on. Um, so if you see the dog really quiet and shy and maybe in the corner, that's just, you know, the stress of the shelter. And once you bring the animal home and they feel safe, once they feel safe and they know that, um, you know, they're, they're not going to get hurt and they're being taken care of. You'll, you'll see their personality just blossom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Life, so. Yeah. We didn't know that about the cat and we were really confused when we had the three new dogs because they'd be in different directions hiding. I lost a dog and it ended up at our bathroom door closes and Wanda was locked into the upstairs bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, she went in there and the door closed behind her. Uh -huh. And you were at work and I was going, I'm going to get killed here. I lost one of the dogs. <laughs> oh, no. Wendy's going to come. That happened too when I was <laughs> I was gone sometime. I don't know, something happened. You had somebody over and yeah. they left the porch door open and the cats got out. Yeah, they were like going up the tree or neighbor's tree, which they have never done since. And never did before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, keep everything secure because, you know, and honestly, um, dogs who are just newly adopted um, go missing mm. um, a lot because they're nervous and they find a way out and they, they don't know what's happening and they just run and they escape. And they're so hard to get back because they don't know who their person is. Mm -hmm. So just keep an eye on them. Get them tagged. Get one of those um, GPS trackers. I have one on Wanda. You can track them on your phone. Make sure they have a tag on with their name and phone numbers. Mm -hmm. Well, great job, Wendy. As always, really appreciate you. We got Bob Blake coming up next, and I know you're going to be making dinner, so you'll be off the air now, but I appreciate it. And you're <laughs> listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake and a Big Peeny Geeky to Wendy in our sacred animal section. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's, Let's live and, and let, let howl. J&S Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. 
located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. February is AM950 Listener Appreciation Month. We can't run the station without you, and we wanted to show you how much we appreciate you listening to us. How it works is pretty simple. Throughout February, we'll ask you to like posts on Facebook, sign up for our e-newsletter, and call into the shows. When you do, you'll have a chance at winning prizes like gift cards to restaurants, tickets to our listener appreciation events, and much more. It's our way of thanking you for being a listener to AM950. You are appreciated. Thanks from everyone at the Progressive Voice of Minnesota, AM950. The vehicle for the Minnesota family is the Toyota Sienna, and the best place to get one is Rudy Luther Toyota in Golden Valley. That's not an opinion, that's a fact. I have three kids, and the Sienna hauls all your kids' sports and school gear easily. I can attest they're the safest vehicles, trust me, protecting your most valuable cargo. They're the perfect vehicle for the spring break or summer road trip, and the hybrid model is insanely fuel efficient. And Rudy Luther Toyota has a great selection of new and certified pre-owned Siennas. Get one today. It's my highest recommendation. Rudy Luther Toyota, west of Minneapolis on 394. Are you remote workers putting your company at risk? Not sure what steps to take to secure your data? Hi, Mark Sommerfeld from Rymark. The Rymark team is guiding our clients through these difficult times. In fact, demand has been so high, we created an easy-to-follow guide with the five steps to securely work from home. It's yours free. Download our five steps to securely work from home now at rymarkit.com or call 651 328 8900 for a no-cost how-to discussion. Eat Local Minnesota is a great way to find locally owned Minnesota restaurants and food purveyors. You'll find high quality food and unique eating experiences with dishes from around the world. Just visit eatlocalminnesota.com for your next meal. Bruner Supper Club invites you to Maggie's Lounge, an exciting new bar lounge. It's open Wednesdays through Sundays beginning at 4.30 for cocktails and light fare. And you don't need a ticket to enjoy the great atmosphere of Maggie's. So stop by Crooner's Supper Club off Moorlake and Highway 65 for dinner, drinks, and live music from both big-name local and national artists. Cafe Latte combines a cafe dining experience with gourmet quality food. Plus, you can still do online ordering and takeout, along with gift cards. Just go to CafeLatte.com and choose from their ever-changing selection of award-winning salads, sandwiches, and soups. Cafe Latte is located off Victoria and Grand and online at CafeLatte.com. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 24, then Wednesday sunshine with a high of 45. Vinaigrette can add the perfect complement to your next home-cooked meal. Taste test their wide selection of oils and vinegars and they'll bottle it for you right on the spot. Vinaigrette is located at 50th and Xerxes in South Minneapolis. Check them out at vinaigrettemn.com. Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, we are here with Bob Blake from Red Lake, uh, Robert Blake, uh, the owner of Solar Bear, and he always brings us great news with the Solar Bear with the Solar News. Welcome, Bob, as always. Hey, how you doing, Robert? How's it going? Going good. I'm out here in New York enjoying the same weather you guys are having there in Minnesota. <laughs> oh, hey, forget about it. Huh? Forget about it, right? <laughs> forget about it. Hey, you're out there in New York. Hey, how is the um? There, there. It, now, I mean, New York is just getting wall up. I mean, I mean, the East Coast, right? By a lot of this uh, crazy weather. Well, you know what? They haven't had weather in the last two years, and now they're kind of having normal weather. Like, it's been 700 days since uh, the city had any snow or precipitation. And so it's kind of natural now. People aren't used to that. So it's kind of the reverse of what we're doing and going through with us uh, in the Twin Cities, at least in the five-state area in the upper Midwest, is that Last year, we had the third largest uh, snowfall in history, and now we have none. 
and now New York and the surrounding areas are getting getting weather, which they haven't had in a long time. Yeah, you know, Robert, that's a great, great segue into this first story that I wanted to talk about. Um, and it, it's it, it's about the weather. And um, last year, Robert, uh, uh, just real quickly here on this right here, it says, Last year, um, uh, the uh, the the degree 1.7 degrees Celsius over pre-industrial times was the average of of uh, uh, what what it was uh, uh, in in uh, around uh, the the world, and so uh, we were only, we're only supposed to be over 1.5 degrees Celsius, right? So we were actually like over the limit in which, you know, the Paris Climate Treaty Agreement said that, you know, we we shouldn't be over. Now, the reason why this is interesting is because at 2.0 degrees Celsius over pre-industrial times, um, they start to, this report says that that's when like, you know, civilization and collapse happens, right? So... Like, the reason why I bring this up is because, folks, we're not that far away from things going off the rails, and mm-hmm. we really need to take this seriously. This really is like the movie Don't Look Up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when the asteroid is coming at the planet, people are like, nah, that's not, that's not real. That's not real. Like, mm-hmm. this is like, this is serious, so... Um, I, I think that that's pretty interesting. Um, and this is in popular science is where the story comes out of um, and talking about this. Which is uh, oxymoron for Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> just those two words put together. Right, right. <laughs> and I, 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 I just think that it's really interesting because, you know, um, first of all, um, a lot of the I'll, I'll, because you know you know they're 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 talking also about just how incredibly heat and how that affects like the human body and um and, and how that's really going to affect like our our livestock and the drying and it, it's a really good article and it really goes into it it's really scary too but um i think that i, I thought that i should probably bring that up because we yeah talking about it another good article that came out here is um this is just recently um so um minnesota now is rebooting their community solar program with a new focus on lower income residents and what it is basically robert is essentially the the community solar program now is gonna just be focused you know um a lot on you know low income residents now now the here's the other thing um there there this was a bad thing though is when they got rid of this community solar uh uh when they revamped it from a public utilities commission level right there um it kicked out a lot of folks that just signed up for community solar and just wanted to be a part of the program right um so you know, um, I guess some good things, some bad things here in the way that they recreated the community solar uh, program for the state of Minnesota. Um, you know, I guess I don't know. I guess there's good things and bad things about this, but um, kind of feel bad for some of those individuals that, you know, um, I, you know, a lot of these community solar uh, gardens now, um, um, you know, aren't, I guess, um, performing to 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 what. Uh, originally was the, was the intention of of this particular um, you know piece of legislation our program. What do you mean uh, performing? So is there a, not a lot of uh, uh, energy going through these solar farms, or they're just not performing in another way? Well, that they're um, they're they're basically saying that um, you know that a lot of these community solar folks that signed up for, for community solar now, um, you know, they're, they're kind of like kicking them out of the program now. Um, 
because it's not now it's not in line with what came down from the Public Utilities Commission. Now, I'm 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 kind of in disagreement with the PUC on this. I really wanted them to just keep it and leave it alone the way it was because it was working just fine. But um, you know that there's there's the argument here too that the the program isn't really necessarily um, serving those that you know I guess it was intended to serve too. So mm. there's a there's an argument for both sides and. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little kind of in the middle on this and that, that I think that they probably should have just left the program the way it was. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, and, and then, um, and then last thing here, uh, Excel energy pros is a time of abuse rates for a default option for Minnesota customers. Robert, what, what, what this is happening now is, um, Excel energy got approved to do a time of use rate um, and a program uh, study um, recently with different neighborhoods. And it's, it's basically, you know, do you want the folks in Eden Prairie paying the same amount that they're paying in Minneapolis? And so um, they did this program and um, they're, it's now uh, they're, they're proposing a time of use rate now after all of the information that they gathered and they said, this is probably the most effective way and the most effective rate that we should charge everyone after the study that we did. Um, so this is being proposed um, now. Um, and um, I think it's kind of interesting because, you know, in one set, in, in one part, I, I agree that, you know, maybe the different, the different energy uses of folks in the suburbs might be different than those folks in, you know, say the inner city, um, and, and vice versa. So, um, this is, I think is going to get a little bit more attention down the road here. And so this is just a proposal right now. You know, um, I, I, I this is going to be very interesting to see where this, where this goes. So where in the, in the suburbs, they're using less energy. Is that because the houses are more insulated or is it vice versa? What what is your take on that? Well, well, the the thing also too in the suburbs, the homes are bigger, you know, so their their energy use is more intensive, um, you know, and so you know is is that is that appropriate to say an individual who lives in an apartment in South Minneapolis? You know what I mean? And so they're 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 gonna put out this. This, they're, they're, they're just proposing. This is just a proposal, Robert. But what they did, though, was they did this study where they basically looked at what folks were using out in suburban areas and into urban areas, and they came up with this metrics and this kind of, you know, uh, blended rate, so mm. to speak, saying this is what we believe that this should be. So they're proposing this rate, and um, it's going to be interesting to see if if this is accepted or not. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, this energy is getting very very particular now, with with just just with the just the way that it's being used and distributed. So, and and the utilities are really feeling the pinch from renewables. Um, you know, I mean, we got electric vehicles coming online, so there's all of these different types of you know, um, ways that I think the utilities are going to try and, you know, figure out, okay, how do we best, you know, support our, our power lines, our transformers, you know, there's a whole metrics of different things that come into play, um, in in the way that, you know, utilities are going to try and figure this out. Because when you think about your charging, your electric vehicle, charging your, your EV car, it's the equivalent of charging like 300 homes. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, you know, it, it's those kinds of things that, that they're trying to prepare for. And that's why you see these proposals coming in now with, with these uh, proposed, you know, rates and, 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 and what have you. Wow. That's really interesting too, because nothing's free. And I know when we were talking about uh, houses, possibly like built like the year Wendy and our houses, there was, uh, you know, gas was penny cheap 
and literally they had ads saying that there was no insulation, there was newspaper insulation, and now uh, we have bigger places that might be insulated more in the suburbs and the inner city. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and 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 that's, and I think that that's part of, you know, why these utilities are trying to, to figure this out. And so, Robert, we're going to see a lot of these things happening here in the future. I think um, through XL Energy, through um, you know, uh, the you know the the the, uh, the, the, the gas people and, and all that to figure out how we're going to be using our energy in the future. And so these proposals are going to be happening more and more. Well, we have Bob Blake here with the Solar Bear with the Solar News, and uh, we're going to have him come back here uh, for another segment. And we're, we're talking about the Solar News and what's happening around Turtle Island. Hey, you're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we're going to hold, hold Bob on for another segment so we can howl together. We'll be right back after this short break. As we pack away the ornaments and bid farewell to the holiday season, it's time to unwrap the gift that keeps on giving, getting protected by a COVID-19 vaccination. This is your chance to make a difference, especially as our Native communities face higher COVID numbers. Those higher numbers underscore the need for collective action. So answer the call and get vaccinated. The latest vaccines are not just authorized, but they're proven effective against the current variants. This is extra protection, even if you've already had previous vaccines, since previous vaccines will eventually wear off. Plus, the new shots are FDA approved for ages six months and up. A COVID vaccine is not just a shot. It's a pledge to safeguard the wisdom and stories handed down by our elders. So join the movement, get vaccinated, and make 2024 the healthiest year ever ever securing a brighter future for our Native community. For more information, including details about clinics offering free vaccines, visit vaccines.gov. Life can be hard. Sometimes it feels like there's no answers, like there's no way out. Hennepin County's COPE Mobile Crisis Response is here to listen and help you find a way through whatever is going on in your life. Call 612-596-1223. For no-cost crisis support anytime, anywhere in Hennepin County. That number is 612-596-1223. The City of Minneapolis is now on Native Roots Radio with Minneapolis AIR. AIR stands for American Indian Relations. Guest host Christine McDonald talks to people about important things affecting the city's Native communities. Minneapolis Air dives into topics like public safety, public health, elections, and so much more. Tune in to Minneapolis Air on Native Roots Radio from 5 to 6 p.m. on the second Wednesday of every month, right here on AM 950. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Hey, we're here with Bob Blake, uh, the solar bear with the solar news. And Robert, I know you also are CEO of Native Sun, which is a nonprofit uh, organization. Uh, So, hey, we're talking uh, about... uh, some things that's uh, I, I'm sure you can swing swing now a little bit here in the last segment here a little uh, some positive things because this last one was last segment was a little dark and we we're kind of pondering what's happening. Yeah, well, you know, I I I, I, uh, I always tell people like I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm sorry about <laughs> about what's happening in the world. It's just the reality we live in. And like I said, it's just like that movie, Don't Look Up. We don't want to know what's happening, but it is happening. Um, But this is a good story, uh, uh, Robert. Norway leads the world in electrical vehicle adoption rates, with 82% of new car sales being electric vehicles in 2023. In contrast, the U.S. saw electric vehicles account for only 7.6% of new car sales last year, as estimated by Kelly Blue Book. So, you know, um, it, it understand everyone that there, there, you know, um, there is, 
there obviously there is there is um you know um how do you say uh with with anything with any technology there's going to be um you know kind of the, the, the side things that aren't that great for the environment right um but i i think the thing that um um like i'm i'm trying to say about with solar and electric vehicles is each and every one of these technologies robert is just um a solution right like it's not it's not the solution right but mm-hmm. it, it it's just another metrics that is just trying to mitigate in in lessen um our carbon footprint because if we continue on the status quo and that's burning coal for our energy mm-hmm. emitting carbon in the air if we continue to you know put gas in our vehicles you know and burning carbon and putting it in the air um we're going to reach this 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 tipping point of 2.0 degrees celsius very quickly and that's going to be very hard for us to come back from okay and so you know when, when i talk about electric vehicles when i talk about solar um i'm just saying that these are these are two things in our tool belt that we can do um because there's a lot of things recycling there's you know um there's other forms of 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 renewables that we can use to do policy you know there's just there's all these different things that we can do um you know to that that we can help um you know the planet and whatnot so i i don't I don't intend everyone as you're listening to the solar bear <laughs> that that these are the silver bullets i'm just saying that these are ways that we can lessen our carbon footprint and that's and that's the big thing that we need mm-hmm. to do now robert because we have the technology here and and that's why this is so important you see what yeah I mean? definitely well and wendy and i talk about little things that go along with that too like meatless mondays and and things like that that uh uh really there's so much water that's involved with uh, feeding these animals and all these things. So it's just a combination of a lot of things is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing is too, is there's nothing wrong with getting a little healthy, like meatless Mondays is okay. Tofu Tuesdays. Like I don't really think there's nothing wrong with like giving yourself some, you know, uh, some good health, um, you know, habits. Um, and, 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 and like this right here, here's another story, Robert, the United States postal service is in, is, is introducing 50 electric delivery vans, and installing a hundred EV chargers at its Atlantic sorting and delivery center. Now, this is just another option. You know what I mean? This is just another way that, you know, corporations and, and, and other, and other entities can lessen their carbon footprint. And that's what we have to do. Like, it, it, it has to be all of us. It has to be all different organizations doing these things, just like the United States Postal Service is doing in this story. So it doesn't mean that, you know, me, Solar Bear, is going to just change it all on my own. You know, it, it means that it's going to have to be um, all of us doing our part. And, and, and that's really the point. That, that I'm trying to make with the electric vehicles, with the solar, mm-hmm. um, you know, with, with like you said, uh, Robert, by the way, I do meatless Mondays on my own. Right on. I do meatless Mondays on my own. And, and I'm telling you, um, it's people, it really is not hard. There's some school districts around the country. And I think Wendy would know better than I do because we've talked about this, that, uh, do go meatless Monday in schools, and that's a, a big start, and uh, that's a that's a thing that I think we all could mirror, especially here in Minnesota, where we're doing uh, free lunches and free breakfasts for our students. Is you know I hear that's going gangbusters because they're dealing with a lot of uh, people aren't throwing away their lunches like they used to. They're they're eating things that they want to, and mm. and then they happen to be healthy too. Yeah, and, and, and I would say too, Robert, that, you know, if we could, you know, have our kids, you know, teach them while they're young, 
you know, the importance of, you know, just healthy eating, um, you know, will lessen a lot of these diseases, you know, right. And, and the other, and the other point is, is, you know, that, 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 I mean, I'm sorry, but I've seen a lot of these documentaries now on factory farming and whatnot. Yeah. And it is really terrible. You know, you, when you hear the farmers themselves say, I will never feed chickens to my family. I would right. never. And these are the people that are actually running these, these factory farming situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think is a pretty good sign that maybe we should rethink what we're putting in our mouth. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I can't remember the documentary. Wendy, what was the name of the documentary uh, that we first watched? Food Inc. Food Inc. Oh, and yeah. that was going around the schools, and that was an amazing eye-opener. As a matter of fact, two days after Wendy watched Food Inc., she went vegan. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and, How long? And, and... Almost 15 years ago, Wendy's been vegan now. Wow. That's you, Wendy. Yeah, good for you, Wendy. Robert, I remember one of the first times we all went out to eat. It was after a show. Yeah, with Wendy, and we went to the uh, Jay Selby. Jay Jay Selby's. And it was wonderful. They had the best food there, and you can't even tell. Right. So, I mean, that's the point. Like, we can all do this. People, you, you can save the planet. And as a matter of fact, Robert, I think that we should, like, we should we should do something um, with the show, like you know, hey, let's let's all do a meatless Monday, a tofu Tuesday, or something, some type of campaign. I don't know. I'm I'm just thinking outside the box right now, but I just I would like to do some type of campaign like that, and then even do something like run for the planet or something, you know, and um, you know, like uh, do one of these like five Ks or something and get people involved, and because it's those little things that if we can have people do. Those little things build, those little successes build on bigger successes, right? right. And then and, and then I think people feel more empowered. Right. And, and they want to make more of a difference and they want to take the, the, the necessary actions, you know, that, that are even bigger um, around climate change. And, and I think we can all agree that when we do that, we can have a better relationship with one another, with ourselves, a healthier self, and then with the planet is a good thing. Yeah, it all is one big circle. Bob, thanks for coming on as always. And uh, Meatless Monday and Tofo Tuesday are our our next big project. Great to hear from you and see you. If you're listening to this show, you're part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops, the ground in which we stand on the sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office, vote, and go vegan. We'll We'll see you tomorrow. And free Leonard Peltier. Now.